motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and What's good, family? It's your boy Trey Frazier. I got my brother Maestro Styles here with me today. Yes, sir. Welcome to another edition of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, live on your YouTube feed, Facebook, and Twitter. Shout out to all of our people that's watching on those platforms right now. Make sure y'all subscribe to those platforms. And also, you can follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. My brother, man, what's good, man? How we feeling today? Uh, man, we good, man. We good, man. Uh, you know, I had a little longer weekend this weekend, man, and uh, I had an opportunity. Did you ever? Did you ever watch the and one, the rise and fall of and one on uh Netflix? Uh, no, that was the most recent one that came out, right? It, I know it was. I know it's on Netflix. I don't know if it was the most recent one or not, but it's okay. definitely on. It was one on Netflix. That's a good. That was a good little sports doc. The uh, the more interesting sports doc that I was able to watch was uh, Manti Teo. I finally got to watch the Manti Teo uh, joint. Yeah, 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 yeah. And come to find out, you know, I, I guess I didn't clearly didn't pay enough attention to that story. The yeah. guy who the guy who, uh, you know, catfished him. Yeah. His family like he got he had a lot of family members that was in the NFL that um I remember uh, to his Sopo. He was like a backup quarterback. Tui Asasopo. He was like with that. the Raiders. The Raiders, okay. I remember. Yep. I th- I feel like I even remember him playing with the Rams, but that's that's all the same family. And they yep. had in the eighties. He played. Somebody played for the Forty Niners or something like that. Oh, um, but the guy who actually catfished uh, uh, Manti Teo mm-hmm. is now a transgender. That's wild. Yeah. Um. And I mean, I you know, I guess I mean, and kind of explained it like. You know, that whole catfish thing was his kind of realization that he didn't want to be a dude. Yeah. That he wanted to transition into uh being a being a woman. So Wow. That was, it was an interesting interesting watch. Interesting wow. watch. Yeah, yeah. I I knew it came out. I just never I, and I'm not even sure if I'm really interested in the story or not. Um, but I was aware that it was on Netflix and I I've heard a lot of people uh talk about it. So um, I mean, maybe that's something I'll kind of put on my back burner to maybe yeah. go watch. It was, it was an interesting watch. It was an interesting watch. And, and considering that we were kind of, we were, uh, 
like that's kind of through our cycle of when we probably watch sports the most, you know, yep. or the most, you know, the most involved in it. Yeah. Um. So it, it I was remember. interesting. It was definitely an interesting time. So yeah, but mm-hmm. it 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 was pretty interesting. I I couldn't get over the fact, and you know, they kept saying, "Hey, we didn't know that that when before we got into this, we didn't know that he was transitioning to be a trans transgender." They they had to make sure they kept saying that. Just in case something got uh, confused in their line of questioning. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, so right. I mean, yeah, but okay. it, it, it was definitely interesting. Definitely okay. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. That's what about you? How How was you? How was your week? Um, my week was good, man. Um, so you know we've had all this rain the last few days, early last week. So all my kids' practices were canceled. We had the games over the weekend, over not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Those games were canceled and some practices were laid off. But on Thursday, Nate went back to practice. Friday, Natalie went back to practice. And Saturday, they both had their games. Uh, Natalie's team won 10 to nothing. Uh, Nate's team lost 7 to 4, but it's all good. Um, but it was just nice to see the kids get back out there, man. And, uh, you know, with some nice weather, albeit. I mean, it's it's getting chilly at night, but throughout the day, man, it gets into those seventies, and you you think it's t you know t shirt weather, but by the time it hits like six o'clock, six thirty yeah. at night, bro, yeah. it's it's time to put the hoodies back on. Right. So right. um so you know that that was cool. Um, speaking of you watching things on TV, what was that episode of Raising Canaan like on Sunday? Um. I mean, I don't know how much Raising Canaan, how caught up you are, but uh, I promise you, I'm not that caught up. Uh, well, well, I, I'm I, I watch the show, so I'm 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 sun, I'm on it every Sunday. I just had pretty pretty I had plenty incentive to watch it uh, around the two three o'clock time. Yeah. So I I, I I just went ahead and cut it on. I just went ahead and cut it on. Yeah. But I, man, I, so I saw did, you give the shout out to Patina Miller, and she is. Badge. Like I don't know, but I wasn't even talking about physically. I'm talking about the, mm-hmm. the job that she's the role. doing mm-hmm. and how I think how I think the story about to get set up. Right. She killing it. She's mm-hmm. killing it. Like yeah. killing it. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Uh I probably need to watch from season one you all the way up do. to this yeah, point. You do. Yeah, you do. Because sometimes, like, because I have stars now, so sometimes I'll just cut in the middle like if i see it's on i'll turn it on but then you know i'll watch the storyline and it's like nah i gotta i gotta go all yeah the way you gotta back start yeah you gotta start to the beginning and stuff yeah, you definitely and do. and and plus my my god sister shout out uh clarine my god sister because she's a big fan of the show also um we were having a conversation one day and she was like she was like trey you you gotta like watch this thing so we can have something to talk about and like every chance i get to try to you know, binge it, you know, something else pops up, mm. you know? So, uh, you know, I've been, you know, and I, and, and I think I've told you, I've, I've watched the Supreme team documentary over the summer. Um, I also watched the Irv Gotti. Um, well, it's, it's really, well, it really is a Irv Gotti documentary, but the murder Inc, mm-hmm. uh, five part, I think it was five part series on BET. So, um, I've, I've been watching those programs, uh, more so than anything that's, you know, been um, coming up in regard to Raising Canaan and some of the other shows that's out there. So, but yeah, you're, you're right. I gotta, I gotta go all the way back to season one, man. Just, just so I could at least 
talk about like what's going on and like you said what's about to happen in the show but Bettina Miller she is from what people have told me and at least the clips that I've seen of her on TV she is killing it she's she's nah, coming out she's role. destroying that shit like yeah she's destroying that shit yeah she's going yeah, yeah. shout out yeah. to her yeah I, I but I I brought that up because I, I, I saw you tweeted her out and I, and I was like, yeah, he's kind of tuned out of the the Buffalo Pittsburgh game, and yep. um, that's a that's a game you just kind of throw burn it, you, you throw it away, yeah, you you just kind of throw it away, um, you know, remember it, toss it, whatever, burn it, you know, and just kind of move on to the next week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, man, um, I will say this, um, Kenny Pickett wasn't terrible. He was much better than Mr. Bisky. I agree. Um, so so I I I I that I leave it at that. That if I took mm-hmm. anything away from that game, is that uh Kenny Pickett should j- should just play the rest of the year. If there's any if yep. there's any confusion, he's our quarterback, he's our quarterback for the foreseeable future, and that James Daniels don't play that shit. And I and I appreciate that. So here's the question that's been, and I guess this has been a question for pretty much since the season started because everybody's on this fire Matt Canada train. And I saw complaints, more complaints from this weekend's game about the play calling. Uh, So where are you at with it? Like, are you ready to part ways with the OC? But I've been ready to part ways with him. Again, I've been like, I'm like, it's him. It's it's not just him. Let me let me say that. Let me be clear about that. It's mm-hmm. not just him. And if you're gonna make me go into a deep dive about us getting blown out, I, I see what you did, and I'll accept it because it was that. It was. A I just asked about the OC, bro. Yeah. I, okay. I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He should be. He should be fired. Um. It's at this stage. At this stage, if we're if we're trying to save our season, I don't feel like Matt Canada is going to add any value to us uh, saving the season. Go ahead, fire him. Um. But wide receivers. Uh, outside of outside of George Pickens, that those Claypool and Deontay Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, y'all need to be called to the table. Um, I've heard people say Najee Harris ain't a hundred percent cool. If he ain't, then Jalen Warren need to get more snaps. Like, let, let, like let's not let's not keep doing this this uh game about trying to stick to who we know. If we're emphatically trying to save the season, if we're not trying to save the season, mm-hmm. then I'm cool with what we like. I right, then we'll just do the status quo. Right. What but do you think they're trying to do? Do you think I they're have, trying to I, save the season? I believe that Tomlin is of the of the pride that he would try to save the season. Mm-hmm. But remember this time, you know, we, we remember the 0-4 season when we did. He went eight and four. You know, he finished yep. it to get to eight and eight. Yep. So he he rem- mm-hmm. he re- he knows. You know, shift is here, shift is there, and we can get back on the get back on the ball. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm thinking that that's what he's thinking. And like I said before, I'm a ride with my coach. Yeah, I mean, I even remember the 16 season. Um, y'all played Dallas, and after the Zeke touchdown run at the end of that game, I think the record was three and five, and then I think y'all racked off six, seven straight, or something like that. Mm. And then um, y'all, you know, y'all salvaged the season. So, yeah, there's been many of these instances where Tomlin has sort of rectified, even though they don't make the playoffs some of those years, they still finish eight and eight, nine and seven. Right. And, and, and in, in the case last year, it was nine 
seven and one. I'm trying not trying not to confuse the math because of 17 games, but you, you get my point. He, yeah. He's he's been salvaging. So I'm a, I, like I'm a ride with my coach who hasn't had a losing season of 16 years. Mm-hmm. I'm a ride with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's that's you know that's that's what's up. That's what's up. Um. Yeah, the, the team got a win, man. The Ravens got a, a much-needed win on uh, Sunday night, beat the Bengals. Um, I don't have a lot on the win, but I know there's been this question about going forward on fourth down. Do you take the points? And as that game was 10-13 to 13, when we were up by three in the fourth and there was that decision time, hey, do you kick the points or do you just – you know, try to go forward and just go for the kill. And I let it be known on Twitter and everybody out there um, who was watching the game that night that Harbaugh taking the three points there to go up 16 to 10 was the right choice. Okay. Because at that time, defense was playing well. We gave up only 10 points to that offense. And we know what Jamar Chase and, and and I know T Higgins was banged up and and they actually took T Higgins out of the game in like the first quarter and he really didn't get much playing time after that. Yeah. But the fact that we shut down an offense with that group of receivers plus you know Joe Mixon you know kind of got it going in the second half. I mean he was kind of gashing us in the run game a little bit there. Um, but the whole that offense of ten points you know, through three and a half quarters at that point, you know, again, it's a feel for the game and you take those three points and you go up by six with 10 minutes left. If the defense doesn't, you know, get a stop and they do give up the touchdown, that means we're only down by one point. And the most important thing, at least for me, is put the ball in Lamar's hands. I want the ball in Lamar's hands to close the game out because so far through five weeks, this defense hasn't proven that they can close games out. So I want my offense to close the game out. So it worked out. Cincinnati did score. They went up 17, 16 and Lamar, you know, did what he had to do, get Tucker, you know, just enough um, field goal range and, you know, best kicker, in the game, you know, drills it. And so I, I I got no issues with the decision. Had we lost the game, I still wouldn't have had no issues with going for the three points to go up 16 to 10. Right. You okay. know, I know, I know there's a lot of back and forth on that, but um, again, it's just a feel for the game, bro. I mean, that the defense wasn't getting worked like that, the way that it was getting worked against uh, Buffalo and Miami. Five games in, do we believe Cincinnati? Um, as far as when I say believe them, are they a playoff team? Well, I, I didn't pick them to go into the playoffs to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of got to stick to that and just right. say, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a believer. Um, but I, I do think that if you still got Jamal Chase and if you can get T Higgins healthy and Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon, I think, is a top five running back. Um, I, I think you can get you think the thing he's still, right. You think he's a top five back? Uh, Joe Mixon, yeah. I, I think he's a top five. I, I don't think he's playing like it right now. But I mean, but why? You, you, I don't think. I, let me just say, no, I don't think he's a top five back. 
I think he had a great year last year, but when has he ever been that good statistically before last year? Mm, well, I'm only basing it off of last year. Last year, he was a top five running back, and I think he can get to that level again. I think there's just some issues with that team. I mean, offensive line is still an issue for Cincinnati. This year, um, is he better than Saquon Barkley? Oh, no. No. This year, this year, is he better than Dalvin Cook? He's not better than there are. There's about four guys that are better than Joe Mixon, Saquon, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook. Um, am I missing somebody? I mean, that's four. You, you think there's somebody else that's better than Joe Mixon? Let me right now. Let me think. Because Jonathan Taylor's off yeah, to a rough start he's off right to now. A rough start, right. Um, yeah, I, I I can't think of anybody hmm. um, right now that I mean that you would put there. Uh, to, to, to not Joe Mixon out of the top five. Right, right now, I get what you're saying. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Austin Eckler? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, he's scoring. I mean, he's scoring some touchdowns, but they're not giving him the rock I'm, enough. And yeah. that run game ain't, you know, that run um, game ain't going like it should be. But neither and, is Cincinnati's. What's that? Neither is Cincinnati's, though. And at least, and at least uh, you know, Austin Eckler is scoring. Yeah, right. Right. Well, uh, hell, Tony, Tony. I mean, I ain't watched a whole bunch of Dallas, but Tony Pollard looking. He looked good against the Rams on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, he had that long touchdown run. But um, other than that, I mean, Tony Pollard really hasn't um, broke out like that. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to do it fast. I promise I'm trying to do it fast. Yeah, really. I mean, Dalvin Cook, Saquon, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry. Um, but I do like Austin Eckler. I I I think Austin Eckler's playing better than than Joe Mixon right now. Okay. I definitely think that. I definitely okay. think that. But uh, I mean, I won't stretch it. That to me, to me, to me, Austin Eckler is playing better than Joe Mixon okay. right now. So you're kind of so you're you're thinking Joe Mixon is like six seven somewhere in that. I, I in I'm that a, realm. I'm going to concede to that because I, I'm not because I can't think of nobody off the top of my head right now. Because McCaffrey's not really no. tearing it up right now. No, uh, no. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really trying um, to sit here. And Leonard Fournette has kind of been. Leonard Fournette is definitely playing better football than you, you Leonard think he Fournette. Is? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I haven't heard his name a lot. So yeah, he just went crazy. He just he just went crazy this past Sunday. Oh, he did. Okay. Okay. I know because the person because I had to go against him in fantasy. Oh, my gotcha. scored thirty points. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh wow! Okay, okay, and they still only put up what twenty one points in that game against Atlanta. Well, that's didn't what I really... mean. Running the ball is good. For yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I mean, Falcons ain't good on run defense, so yeah, makes sense. But I, I kind of get your point, though. Yeah, I, 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 I just don't think Joe Mixon's top five right now this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, All I right. just don't think that. I, yeah, and and just to just to say it again, I'm only basing it off of last year, and he is not like. He hasn't, you know, shined. He's yeah, he's he not hasn't shined this year so at far at all, at all. But he, he, but he, he, he did have a good second half against us. I think he had a good second, was... a good second half. I remember the second quarter. I remember his second quarter being pretty decent. Uh, okay, toward the okay, maybe mid to toward the end of the second yeah, quarter. Yeah, I remember more of they his started second to get quarter. it going. Yeah, yeah, we maybe, were maybe the top of the third, maybe. But I mean, I don't, I don't remember him yeah. doing nothing crazy. Like I doubt he had seventy yards of rushing. Yeah. Cause see what happened was we we went zone against them mm-hmm. and 
you know, they couldn't do nothing with that. So they said, let's, you know, let's run the ball and try to, you know, loosen the defense up. And, you know, it, it worked. Some of it worked. But um, we, we, we couldn't go man against those guys because it was going to be barbecue chicken all over again. I don't like know. Last year. I don't know if I agree with that because T. Higgins wasn't playing. Mm, well, well, that that is true. I don't know if I agree with that, but but that is true. The, but to yeah, I, I, I yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, we, we we had we had to do something different, bro. And and Marcus Peters had a had a really great game on Sunday. Like I mean, the dude was making plays all over the field. The dude, I do, I, I am concerned about Marcus Williams because he dislocated his wrist, so now he's on the IR. And so we're going to miss him for I don't know how long that's going to be. Kyle Hamilton, the rookie, is going to have to step in and fill those shoes. Uh, we're going to see how that's going to work out because Marcus Williams, the first couple of weeks, I think he had three interceptions in the first two weeks. So, we, you know, we're going to miss that. And we just gonna have to see how the kid plays out. Well, the dude that stuck out to me and and, and I and I uh, is uh, your slot corner, the Pe- Pepe. Pepe. Oh, Pepe Williams. Yeah. 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 He, he stuck out. Yeah. Had, had a good game, good yeah. good game from him. So, um, so um, before I get into any other stuff, let me uh, say what up to the chat room here. We got Mocha Bella up in the Facebook Live and the YouTube Live chat. What up? Uh, appreciate the support. Appreciate the support. Um, also, just want to announce we do have a guest uh, coming in here in about eight to ten minutes. Uh, she goes by the name of Nikki Gist. Um, for those of you who, you know, watch the show and listen to us, uh, we had one of her co-hosts, uh, Damian Adams on back in June, um, host of the third and three podcast, which she also does with, uh, Damian and another co-host of theirs. And so had a chance to catch a few episodes of their podcasts. And I was like, you know what? She's a Giants fan and the Giants play the Ravens this weekend. And so, I thought it'd be cool to just, you know, have her hop on, you know, for about, you know, 40, 45 minutes and just kind of talk about, you know, the surprise of the year so far is, mm-hmm. is the New York Giants, you know, four and one big time win over the Packers. Um, yeah. I don't care that it's a neutral field, you know, or not that that was that was like that was their signature win because, win so far, yeah. you know, they beat Carolina. They beat well, they beat the Titans. Some of those wins were a little bit questionable, but yeah. they they got the signature win, and it looks like the Giants are for real. So, um, you know, looking forward to having her, you know, talk the talk on the Giants. And um, I know she also covers them for, um, you know, for a local company up in New Jersey. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to that. Um, what else caught your eye on Sunday, man? Um, what else caught my eye on Sunday? I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, my team is some trash. That that that's what I'm on. And I don't come even, on, man. Don't I go even, back to that, bro. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That really, uh, you know, you know. Um, and I and and I and I will talk about another game. But I just want to say that uh, this is the worst team I've ever seen in my life. Pittsburgh the worst, City. the worst Steelers team. This is the worst Steelers team I've ever seen in my life. Worse the than worst. the 0-4 start from 2013? Yeah, worse, worse. Okay. Worse. Worse. Okay. Worse. But um, but I but I do gotta say this. I do gotta say this. Dallas has the best defense in the league right now. 
It's them and it's San Francisco, but one and Dallas. two respectively. But, it's, but Dallas is one. I, it, no, no, no. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's one Dallas and two respectively. Dallas is the best. That, it's just, it's just yep. no other way to slice it. Um, I know Rams going through what they're going through, but that pass rush, that pass rush is going crazy uh, they, right now for that, the past two weeks. They are uh, going crazy right now, that pass rush. Um, when that come back, um, geez, 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 <laughs> I, in, you know, geez, like, like, you know, yeah. I, they, I had I, to apologize to the Cowboys, man, because I thought the season, I thought it was done, man. And then all of a sudden the defense is doing some historical things and, and, and that's the thing. They got stars on defense. Yeah. That's the, yeah. that's the thing about it. Like, that's the difference between, what the Niners got, because right. I think, and, you know, the Niners, and, and I know Bosa's going to be gone for a few weeks. Yeah. But the Niners, I think, collectively as a defense, they're getting it done. Um, with, you know, with some, with a, a few no-name people, something faces you might recognize, but yeah, Dallas, like they got stars yeah. on defense. That's yeah. the, that's the big difference there. That's, yeah. that's why they're number one for me. Well, they're number one because they're playing, they're rushing the passer better. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is I, again. I'm not going. I'm not ready to go to shut down corner, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's a corner on a 49er squad that's better He's than Trayvon. Corner. I don't think there's a f- corner on that squad that's better than Trayvon Diggs. Mm-hmm. On on a 49er squad that's better than Trayvon Diggs. Right. Um, there's certainly nobody in that front seven better than Michael Parsons, and you can add Bosa to that. Michael pa- Michael Parsons is, you know, ang- you know, I, it's enough people in the media gobbling them up. But mm-hmm. Michael Parsons is the real deal. In case somebody didn't know, right? Um, right. That yeah, that's that's just the best defense. That line, uh, you know, and I know San Fran got a good line, a good seven. Yeah. But the way that Dallas is rushing the passer right now is yeah, they're going crazy. Yeah, they're going crazy right now. Yeah, yeah. And and you mentioned the Rams and you know them going through some stuff. And it's funny how. They played the Niners the week before. Yeah. And, you know, was struggling with some of the things, same things on offense that they were, uh, you know, against the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, so look, just, just to stick on the Rams for a second. Um, my prediction might be right a little bit on this one. I had them missing the playoffs and they, they got issues on the offensive line, bro. And Matthew Stafford, for some reason, doesn't realize that he has Allen Robinson on his roster. And, and I, I get that I, Cooper and I get Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup, but you you gotta spread that ball around, bro. I don't think no, I don't think efficient. I don't think Allen Robinson is getting separation. That I'm just gonna be honest with you. I don't think he's getting op- I don't think he's getting separation. Mm. It's no like Cooper Cup is who they're keying on. How That's do you lose they're... that though? Like Allen Robinson going back to Jacksonville and the Chicago, like he was getting separation then. Like, how do you how do you lose I don't, that? I mean, look, I, I don't pretend. I know Allen Robinson was good in Chicago. Yeah, he was okay in Jacksonville, but he was good in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Allen Robinson is this. Um, like, I mean, do I believe he can be a number one receiver based on what I saw in Chicago? Yeah, right. but I don't know if he's like one of those upper echelon number one wide receivers. No. I think he's. I think he's elevated. I think he's a. a he's a very, two. He should be a very good number two, and, and he's not playing like a very good number two. I don't think that it's Stafford that's not looking for him. Let me say that. I don't think it's that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I don't know if we see it a little differently. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's you know, uh, 
playbook, not knowing the playbook, or you know, I don't know if it's one of those those things that you know we don't necessarily uh, know all the information about. Like we don't know how privy he is to the playbook. We don't know, you know. But I, I don't know that it's I don't know that it's uh, that it's Matthew Stafford when it comes to Allen Robinson. Higby is not doing terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like Higby. More importantly, I, I, I more, importantly more importantly than Higby not doing terrible, their third receiver, number eighteen, mm-hmm. is looking more like a number two right now than Allen Robinson is. Right, and and really he has to because you got no Van Jefferson there, so they got to dig deep into that. You know, wide receiver depth. But you would think that Allen Robinson would be in that role. That's I would think that's why right. you, why you picked him up. Right, right, and and that's why it's baffling why this dude can't get the ball yeah so i don't i don't yeah i don't know i don't know that it's um one thing i don't know uh stafford to have a history of is not spreading the ball around well i know matthew stafford to normally spread the ball even in the calvin johnson days uh, well and and it's calvin johnson right yeah you're just gonna throw it up to him and whether he's got a guy guarding him that's the same height as him or short he going to go up and get it. And, and, and I totally get that. But I remember the year that Calvin Johnson left the Lions and they had like Marvin Jones Jr., yeah. Kenny Galladay and, and a few other guys. And Matthew Stafford was able to spread that ball around. Right. That's what I'm saying. He, doesn't have, a, right, he doesn't have a history of mm. not being able to spread the ball around. Mm. But it was you just know? for that maybe couple of years that he had to kind of spread that ball around a little bit. I'm not sure when Calvin Johnson was there, that that was the case. Maybe, okay. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I'm looking at something a little different. But, yeah, maybe. maybe. But those two years without CJ, he was definitely spreading it around before he went to, um, before he went to the Rams. Yeah. Anyway. So um, I, I think the, the other game that stuck out to me was last night's game. Um, Raiders and chiefs. Um, a lot of dumb decisions by Josh McDaniel um, and, and and even the Chiefs. The Chiefs kind of was trying to do a little bit too much also, you know, trying to go for two. Both teams went for two point conversions, didn't get it. Um, and, I, and, I, and I totally understand, you know, why each team did it, because, you know, the fear of the other offense. It? Do you agree with it then? Um, I. I I think in hindsight, I'm, I'm going to throw the disclaimer out there. Okay. And because I'm not that invested in the two teams per se, but just in hindsight, it it, it wasn't the right decision. You're not um, interested in Kansas City? Well, I'm just talking about from a fan perspective. Oh. I'm not saying I'm not interested, not interested as in like, I'm not going to watch them. I'm saying like the emotion into watching Kansas City like from a like a fan perspective. Like yeah, I'm but, not that I'm not interested in that regard. Yeah, but, but I would but, imagine I not to cut you off, I would yeah. imagine that you feel good about that you'd be watching Kansas City because you feel like Baltimore is a playoff team. Right. Right. Kansas City's somebody you need to look for. Yeah, look no, at. like I said, just to just to clarify, I don't mean I'm not interested in terms of not watching them i'm just talking about i'm not a fan of the team so i'm not going to put as much emotion into whether they make good decisions or bad decisions like the ravens do that then yeah i'm gonna be throwing tables and tossing chairs and stuff but Mm -hmm. with the chiefs 
I'm, I'm not doing all that. So, um, but let's uh, let, let's get to our guest here. Um, you know, welcome. First of all, uh, we have Nikki Gist, if I'm saying your last name correct. Yes. Uh, good. That's good. That's good. So um, welcome to the show. Um, you are one third of the third and three podcast, along with uh, Damian Adams and Jason. And we had Damian on here back in June. And he told us the story about how the three of you guys decided to do a podcast amidst the pandemic and kind of how that, you know, worked out and everything. And so, um, you know, I had a chance to listen to a few of your episodes. I watch you guys on Facebook Live every now and then Wednesday nights. I think you guys come on. So, um, so I I check in a little bit every now and then. So um, I think you guys do a great job with that. Um, Just want to start here. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got into, uh, covering the New York Giants, which is your football team. And we'll, we'll talk about them in a little bit. Um, just talk about how you got into covering the team. And, um, and I know you also do some work for the Jersey Sporting News. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. And that's who I do cover the Giants through. So, um, you know, interesting kind of, join Jersey Sporting News as more of a brand development type of role. Um, And then the opportunity came to cover the Giants for them. And, um, you know, they it's so funny. I call it like skipping the line. Right. They Mm -hmm. submitted my content and my work. And, you know, so that got approved. And, you know, here we are. So I get to cover them, um, which has been very cool experience. Right. I could have easily started out covering Pop Warner, Red Bank Pop Warner or something here, but to uh, get to cover your team, um, you know, that you're a fan of, they could have sent me to Philly and be like, hey, cover the Eagles, you know, right. that <laughs> West Side of Jersey, they're Eagle fans. Uh, but so it was, it was very cool. And I appreciate the opportunity that they that they have given me so yes i cover the giants for them as you said i'm one third of third and three uh to tuesday nights at eight o'clock i do a giant part of giants rush which is a giant centric podcast and on sunday mornings i do channel side bets so that's all your betting and daily fantasy so a lot going on but it's all good Okay, um, well tell us about your your introduction to sports like what got you into sports how you know to give us a little background on you. Yeah. So really my dad, like my dad and I would just kind of sit and watch football games together. Um, and I would just ask him a million questions and remember him. And he would just say to me like, well, Nick, keep watching, keep watching. This is going to pay off one day. Right. And, you know, to this day, like, obviously he's my, your parents are your biggest fan. Right. You know? And so he's always watching every podcast I do every show. Um, and my mom too, but really it's just like a bond that me and my dad had. And, um, you know, we still we're still texting, you know, they live about an hour away. So, you know, we can't watch every game together. But of course, you know, that family group chat, right? We're all in there texting and everything. Mm-hmm. So really props to my dad for teaching me about the game and, mm-hmm. and you know, having Sundays together and watching it. And here I am. No doubt. No doubt. So I want to get into the Giants. And I watched the game against Green Bay on Sunday morning. And I, I, I got to admit, and me and Maestro, we we kind of briefly talked about it the week before that I, I, I didn't think the Giants had a shot in this game. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Green Bay. And quite frankly, the Giants at that point in the season still had something to prove and to kind of 
let people know, hey, we're not a fluke. And we, you know, we were still trying to figure out who the Giants were. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, this is this is the upset. I me personally, this is the upset of the year so far. Um, I don't care that it's on neutral field. The fact that you guys were down, I think you guys were down like 17 to three and was able to make that second half surge with Saquon Barkley doing his thing. Uh, the defense shut him out in the second half, which was great. Um, you know, tell me, you know, your thoughts about what you saw. Yeah. So listen, I also was like, uh, I don't know that they're going to beat Green Bay. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, th- th- that's a tall order. That's tough. And hey, Green Bay fans travel really well. Yep. I mean, I know they were the home team, but I mean, certainly sounded like it. You know, I, I watch every Giants game just like, oh, my God, like I'm bracing myself. Right. Because I don't know what's going to happen. They always do something stupid. And the past <laughs> seven years have been really brutal for yeah. us. Yeah, hasn't been great. Um, So, you know, I'm always watching the first half kind of like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? But I have to give credit to Brian Dable. I really, really do. And the coaching staff and the second half adjustments that they have been making, because it is very clear that whatever they are doing. And he said in his press conference yesterday that, you know, they don't really do much. Right. They just go in there and they talk about a couple observations and then they make their adjustments. But I want to credit him because. I felt it this summer being around the team, being in training camp. This was a different type of coach. He was instilling a different type of culture. Um, And this team is gritty. They got fight. They got grit and they play for each other. They play for that coach and they have all bought in. So I really, really think it's a lot of it has come down to to coaching. I think the biggest offseason acquisition for you guys is my old defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. Mm-hmm. And I and I see the difference between y'all defense from last year and this year. Y'all blitzing a lot more, and it's like, yep, that's Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, so uh, let me preface this. I, I am married to a Ravens fan. So, you know, we kind of got like war going on in the house. This is a bad hey. week here. This, this right. is not a great week. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so hey. when Wink came over to, you know, the Giants, it was like, oh man, wait a minute. Um, I was excited, right? And the players had said all summer in training camp, you have to be very smart to play in a Wink Martindale defense, mm-hmm. right? right? Because yep. those looks, he's changing it up. He's confusing you. And my concern was these are you know, we didn't have a lot of depth on defense and these are really young kids trying to learn a Wink Martindale defense. So that was my concern. And the first couple of weeks it was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, they were, they all said they are so excited to play in an aggressive defense. Mm. Yeah. I can understand the concerns given also y'all didn't bring back James Bradbury and y'all lost him to the Eagles because I thought he played, you know, some pretty good ball for y'all last year. Yeah, yeah no, sure. he did. Heartbreaking when it has to go to a rival, right? One of your yeah. like, great <laughs> players is like, oh, man. And the rival's undefeated right now. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. But so see, again, everybody's sleeping on the NFC East. I told yeah. everybody not to. Yeah. No, yeah, we actually had a conversation with a Giants fan earlier, uh, earlier and um, – we, you know, we kind of looked down the schedule and he ain't have no hope. And, and me and Trey were looking at the schedule like, well, y'all look like y'all could be doing pretty good by the middle mm-hmm. of the season. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, six and two was not like a reach just looking at the schedule, um, when we looked at it, uh, before the season. Yeah. Um, what are your projections, uh, now that they're kind of, and I get that we're week five, week six, but 
what are your kind of projections, your hopefulness? Like, what what, what do you think we you doing in the East with uh, Dallas and uh, Philly? Yeah, so uh, in the summer, I had gone on my podcast and said, don't sleep on the Giants. I had them at about nine wins. And my joke was that Daniel Jones was going to do just enough to get that contract extension, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody came at me and said, oh, Nikki, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. And I said, no, 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 I'm going to hold to the nine win prediction. Well, I mean, looks like uh, I might be right here. I mean, we're already four wins in. So, and I did write an article this summer saying don't sleep on the NFC East. Like, I think they're going to turn it around. And yeah. aside from mm-hmm. the commanders, what do we got? Four and one, four and one. And the Eagles are undefeated. Five and yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. Best so, division in football right now. Eating each other. Right. And it's usually mm-hmm. the AFC North. That's like, you know, you mm-hmm. just can't get any breathing room in that division. So yeah. it's it's interesting. And I don't think people thought it was going to come from the NFC East this year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, kind of the reference to schedule that Maestro's talking about. What do we say that we had the Texans, the Seahawks, the Lions and the Jags? Like, I think those are the four. Those were the four games that we pointed to when said, hey, y'all can, you know, Y'all can go three and one, maybe four and zero oh, during that stretch after y'all get through this rough part here. Yeah, now we like you said, we definitely had them losing to Green Bay. But yep. see, now that y'all didn't lose to Green Bay, now it's like all right, by mid season, we y'all got we might not have to give you another win because <laughs> y'all beat Green Bay. And uh, man, um, I you know I I'm interested to see how it um how it ends for you guys, but uh. I do want to talk about um, Saquon Barkley because yeah. you you got the I don't is it just it it just it happened for him so it's happening for him now it, it I just want to hear you speak to Saquon Barkley and, and why it's happening right now I for you know outside of the obvious region he hasn't been injured fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. When he had that <laughs> shoulder injury on side, I was like, yeah. no, 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 yeah. right? And I'm glad he got back in the game too. Yeah, I mean, even with the Ravens, I think you guys just put what your t- your tenth person on IR. Something. I mean, the injuries. Yeah. I feel like every year, not to derail the conversation, but I feel like they're just stacking up more and more. Yeah. Um, every year, and it's it's really hard. So depth is really important. Scouting is really yeah. important. Yeah. Um, in terms of Saquon Barkley, so again, I was like harping all summer. He's back. He's back. I see it at camp, right? I'm standing right there. I'm watching it. The explosiveness is back. The quickness is back. That burst is back. And everyone's like, no, I don't think so, Nikki. No. I'm like, okay, well, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. I'm watching it, right? And he had did an interview and he had said that he was just mad, right? And he wasn't mad at the noise or at the media. He was mad and frustrated about how long it's taking to get back to the player he know he could be. He was frustrated with the rehabbing process and the practicing. And obviously, we can all relate to that, right? I and mean, yeah. it's not easy to come back from an injury. Um, so he was mad. He was ready to go. He said he was in a healthy and happy place. And you just you could just see it if you were around the team and watching, you could just tell this man's got this fire back like he's going all in. And he said, that's it. I'm proving everybody wrong. Everybody's doubting me. F the noise. And he Mm -hmm. said, I'm going to have a big year. And so far, I mean, he's showing up low key in the MVP race and certainly in most I would imagine certainly in the most improved uh, conversation for certain. Um or comeback player. I'm sorry, comeback, comeback player. Yeah. I'm sorry. He was my comeback prediction player. for comeback player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
So let me just get straight to it. I know you've been having a tough week at home. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and it don't seem like Trey is going to make it any easier on you. Um, but I will say this. Uh huh. I smell an upset. Uh-oh. <laughs> I smell it. Now, I want to know how you feel about it. But I'm smelling Saquon Barkley having a career type of game. This Sunday, a career type of game. I'm smelling that. Not just he, a normal game. Not, not just he just run like, 400 like yards your, on us. Not like a normal 125. <laughs> like I'm smelling like all like a 200 all purpose. Uh. Like I'm smelling that kind of game. Oh man. Um. Well, I. I don't want to jinx you. I don't want to yeah. jinx it. Listen, it's. Going up against the Ravens in general is always tough, right? Um, the run defense is tough. Now, they are giving up the big plays, right? I would mm-hmm. actually say the big day is probably going to come from big play slay, right? Because mm-hmm. they are giving up, uh, you know, you get a little, <laughs> of course, I'm watching it. And I'm like, yeah. you think the Ravens have it in the bag. And then all of a sudden, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah. yeah. Like, they've been they've been slipping. Um, you know, these fourth quarters giving up leads through through, through yeah. week five. Yeah. I mean, we we I mean we won the game against Cincinnati, but we still gave, gave a, a 10, ten point lead up. Yeah. It's you know? uh so the Ravens through let me see, I have it right here. Okay, through they've given up 216 yards per game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think think that Darius Slayton's going to have a big day. Um, he's also probably the only wide receiver out there for them to throw to right now. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I do want to talk not. about that, though, because yeah. um, Kenny Galladay is a disappointment. Oh. And, and I don't know what the hell's happened with him since he came from Detroit. But it just seemed like, you know, the dude is just not fitting in with the team. I don't know if he just comfortable with the money he got you know from playing the Detroit uh, like what what's the deal with Kenny Galladay yeah I I wish I knew I wish we all knew I I will say this I did request all summer to have a one-on-one interview with him just to kind of talk it was never granted he didn't want to do it he came to Mm. the podium one time this year um and he had said that he needed to work on his 50 50 and he needed to work on a jump ball and then he said that New York fans have not seen the real Kenny Galladay. Okay. Mm. Then you yeah. tell the press a couple of weeks ago that you should play regardless. It doesn't matter. You want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You play and you're dropping balls. You can't get a first down. I Now, listen, he was never the type of receiver to get separation, right? I think everybody mm-hmm. knew that. So yeah. right. Right. I think, you know, Daniel Jones is not Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford was good for that garbage time TD to him, you know, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think he ever really fit here. Okay. I think it was a panic signing by Dave Gettleman. I don't think the chemistry was ever there at Daniel Jones and you know, it still isn't there. So, so now he's got this ankle issue. I, it's a $72 million mistake. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. he's a very hated yeah. man in New York right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. And, and with the rest of the receiving core too, when, you know, we'll, we'll get back to the game, but just, you know, Kadarius Tony, who looked like a promising young guy that can, you know, fly down the field, but, you know, he's suffering injuries also. And now you got to dig deep into the depth of this wide receiver core. Um, what's, what's the kid, uh, Reggie Lewis Jr.? 
What's, what's uh, the kid oh, name? Richie James. Richie, Richie James. James. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know why I got Lewis yeah. from, but yeah, you got him. Darius Slayton has kind of been brought up from the fifth receiver to now the number one <laughs> in some cases. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah, I got some, yeah, I got some challenges at receiver. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, are you guys available to play? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we need somebody. Yeah. Hey, hey, I mean, Maestro, go ahead, I'm, man. I'm no good. I'm no, no good. good. I'm, right. I'm, I've been stretching my back all night. <laughs> no good. Better than Kenny Galladay? Yeah. I, I bet you, you guys are better than Kenny Galladay. Oh, uh, man. Will he probably run, will he probably run like a 4-4? Four, four? I'll probably yeah. run like a 6-9. <laughs> hey, you might be able to catch a touchdown at least. I, I, if I can get there. You can get there. Can you get a first down? You I think first- uh, my arms ain't hey, that long. My hey, arms, hey, just put him at the goal line. He'll be. Yeah, I'm good for the goal line. I'm okay, good for the, the goal line. line. Yeah, I'm okay. good for the goal line. <laughs> I think Saquon. I, I think, and I get it. Obviously, that would mean that the Ravens should key on Saquon Barkley. I, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's nothing that they're going to be able to. There's nothing they're going to be able to do. I, I feel it. I just feel it. I feel the energy. I, I, <laughs> I feel it. I feel it for y'all. And it's not about Pittsburgh being one and four. It's not about that. Cause my yeah, team, it is. It might be okay is to bad. say that. My it's team okay, is bad. Man. My team it's is okay. bad. My team is bad. So it's not about that. So it's not about that. I just feel I just feel it's gonna be different. And 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 talk about uh the Giants coming off of a uh statement game against the Packers. Them beating uh Baltimore, having two man. The I'm narrative having, will change. I like, will be having a fun podcast next week. The narrative, the narrative, the, look, the narrative will change just nationwide, you know, mm-hmm. in regard to the Giants if they beat the Ravens. And I'll be honest with you, because I, you know, we've had some battles, you know, over the years, obviously the Super Bowl in 2000. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I hate to bring that up, but. Oh. <laughs> sure you do. Sure you do. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Sure. But, uh, but, but I, I'll say this, though, because the, the couple, the last couple of times y'all came to Baltimore, we handled y'all pretty well. But I, I sometimes I'd be thinking about 2008. And all I could all I could see is Ed Reed just getting knocked off by Brandon Jacobs in that one game. And then a few years later, Odell Beckham catching a slant say, and going to the house. About, to oh, say. no, 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 no. Our, we've had a couple of bad trips to the Meadowlands in the past couple of times we played the Giants there. So and we got to go there on Sunday. So you, you, you might be on to something, but. Uh, if we can key in on Saquon Barkley, I mean, we basically have stopped the Giants. That's just kind of how I look at it. Yeah, you know, and and I'll give Daniel Jones this. He is no Lamar Jackson by any means, but he can run, okay? Mm-hmm. He was yeah, like our leading yeah. rusher for, for a few weeks there. Um, listen, I've I've been to every Giants-Ravens game, unfortunately. It's been <laughs> painful. I, I would like to walk away Sunday with a win for many, many reasons. Um, you know, it's um if we if we beat Green Bay and then go home and beat the Ravens you're right then the narrative will change and I don't want any bandwagon jumpers uh-uh everybody who came at me <laughs> and said I was crazy mm-hmm. no I don't want to hear from you nope mm-hmm. I'm blocking you I'm muting that noise mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it um 
I think then you can say this team is for real, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think you have to. I think Nikki, to. I got a question though. Yeah. Um, I've noticed, and I think it goes back to the Saints Vikings game in London the previous week. Mm-hmm. And I know in the past that whenever whichever team took that trip to London to play that game, they would get the bye week the week after just to rest from the whole jet lag stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I'm seeing it where they take the trip to London, they play the game, and then they come home and right next week, you know, they're right back at it playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of that do you think you have a concern about with them coming back from overseas and now they got to go right back to it and play a game right on Sunday. Yeah. So there, I actually, the stat was there have been seven teams who did not take the uh, post London by yeah. of those seven teams. Two of them were underdogs going into their game and they're Oh, and two. So yeah, mm. of course I'm, I'm concerned. Listen, the giants don't always play great at home, which is weird. Um, mm-hmm. Their home record's not great. And yeah, it's very concerning that they would be jet lag. But then I'm thinking like, maybe they're amped up, right? You know, Brian mm-hmm. Dable's got them amped up. He's dancing in the locker yeah. room. They just beat Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah. they're like, yeah, bring on Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. But my concern is Lamar Jackson. Like, right. I don't, no one wants to go up against this dude. Like, yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like he's going to torch us. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a problem. He's, he's a, a problem. problem for, for sure. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, what about, what about the defense? Um, for the Giants because they've they've kept the team in games mm-hmm. um, particularly against the Titans Carolina I mean really all these games the defense has really been you know keeping this team afloat um, what, what about the defense that um, sticks out to you other than what we talked about with Wink and the scheme and everything yeah so I was it last week they held Jones and Dylan to 97 yards so mm-hmm. You know, and of course you think like Baltimore is going to want to run this ball, right? You know, open up the passing game a little bit. So I think the Giants are going to take that away. I don't know that the run game is going to be that successful for either team, actually. Um, Mm. So, uh, yeah, I just think it's going to be a little bit tough. But for the defense, again, like I said, I was very concerned about depth. I still am. You know, we have like Darnay Holmes. He's kind of back and forth. But, hey, and I was very hard on Tay Crowder, and he's starting to come into his own. And Thibodeau's really kind of – I know everybody's worried about Thibodeau, but he's a rookie, okay? He missed the first Mm -hmm. couple weeks. This is like his third game. He's starting to come into his own too. So – I think for me, it's just letting these guys actually get on the field that were injured, letting these rookies play and giving them time to gel. I mean, a lot of it is just just chemistry, but they get amped up and they they fight. And I love the play calling. I love the defensive schemes that are being called. So, um, yeah, I, I'm concerned about injuries, though. I, I feel like this can be like a black and blue game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, nope, I agree. How ahead, do you stuff. think how do you think? They're going to contain. What are their plans to contain Lamar Jackson? I, I don't think he can. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, how can you, right? I, yeah. I mean, you study film, you look at what other teams have done, you try to use that blueprint, you work with what you have on your team. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. That's a really yeah. big concern. Who yeah. can contain Lamar Jackson? I, mm. Yeah. Mm. So here's something I think you're going to be wrong about. And you, okay. you said this earlier in your predictions for the season, uh, Daniel Jones getting a contract extension. Uh-huh. Um, we, we spoke with a Giants fan on our platform a few months ago, 
And one of the things he wanted to see was he wanted to see Tyrod Taylor, you know, get some playing time because he doesn't believe in Daniel Jones. He doesn't think he's the guy. The Giants are going to move on from him. But then we explained to him, we said, well, if you're if you want the Giants to win, then that means that you're probably going to continue to see Daniel Jones because then this that's going to mean that Daniel Jones is at least being efficient at the quarterback spot. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, you think they're really going to give him that kind of money in this kind of market? Um, okay. So here's the thing. What other option do you really have? You know what I mean? It's, Mm -hmm. it's like this team and I'll call it rebuild for, for, you know, wording purposes. I go ahead and say they've been rebuilding for four or five years at this point. Yeah. You know, how many times are we going to, to do this? And, you know, I, here's my thing with Daniel Jones. I've been very, very critical of him. I am not the biggest fan But really, if you take a step back and look at it, how do you judge this kid with no receivers, Mm -hmm. not a great offensive line? That's fair. You know, Evan Neal's having rookie growing pains. Uh, He's also hurt. Um, It's just tough to judge him. I Mm -hmm. I think, like, let's give the kid a fair shake. And John Mara did come out and say last season – we never addressed this offensive line. We haven't yeah, given yeah. him the tools to be successful. You also had no Saquon Barkley last year. Um, so for me, it's tough. It's tough to judge. And if he can do this with no talent, uh, um, I think he deserves it. And this is coming from somebody who's not a real big Daniel Jones fan. So when you say worth it, um, we're not talking. What What do you think his contract looks like, especially be considering that if I'm not mistaken, Saquon Barkley is playing for some money as well. He's playing for money. Yes, he is. See, you know what the thing is? The Browns have gone and ruined the quarterback yeah. contract for everybody. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah. Lamar's yeah. contract yeah. didn't get done. I mean, yeah, they're going to want guarantee. I, I I don't blame them. I don't yeah. blame them. And it's just, you know, unfortunately, it's like that's the going rate. And this is like the new standard, right? Yep. And, you know, if the, now listen, the Browns organization is a little questionable here, but yeah. I mean, if you're going to give Deshaun Watson that and he's not even, when's he playing December? Right. I mean, right. December. Even, yeah. Yeah. You know, of course, everyone's going to want their money. So, you know, do I think any quarterback is really worth all of that? No, no. But would he have earned a contract extension? Yeah, I think so. You're going through three three different head coaches, three different offensive in four years, Yeah, four years. Um, So, so yeah, it's tough to judge when he really doesn't have anything to work with. Now to my understanding, I'm sorry, Maestro. um, They didn't, they didn't accept his option at the final year of his contract. Right. Correct. correct. So he's basically like on a lame duck kind of a year at this point. Right. Yes, that's correct. Yep. Jeez. Jeez. So we really see. So just the just for clarity, we could see him making let's say two hundred and twenty million guaranteed. I mean, jeez. I mean, I mean you uh, could right. Yeah. You've seen we've seen some crazy yeah. deals yeah. go on, and all the giants willing to pay that. Uh, like, yeah, I know. I mean, I, it's crazy money. I know. Geez. I'm not saying Daniel Jones should get that, but right. I'm saying yeah. that. You know, Cleveland kind of really changed yeah. the bar for, mm-hmm. for a lot of this. The, Lamar Jackson should absolutely get it because yeah. if you ask me yep. who the MVP is, what is the, where are the Ravens without him? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. It's 80% of the offense. 
And I feel like every time the Ravens win, that price goes up, up, yeah. up, and up. Oh yeah, I think he's gonna get three hundred million. That like that's <laughs> that's what I'm throwing out there. Like, mm-hmm. and he but worth it. but Maestro to your point, and and we talked about this weeks ago. We're talking about the guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson got, which is what the two thirty or the two fifty. I don't remember which two thirty four, two thirty four, two thirty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I personally think that the guaranteed money for Lamar should go north of that. Now it's up to the Ravens to break that out. Whether it's five, you give them five years, three hundred million, and he still gets more. Um, he still gets more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. But if you're the Ravens, you can still at least spread that spread. thing out a little bit. You know what I mean? Don't give them the four year, you know, three hundred. Give them the five year, three hundred, and then you yeah. can kind of break it out however you want to break that out. I don't know. I don't. I, Deshaun Watson took five years or four. He took five years. Five. Oh, he, he took five. He took yeah. five. Okay. All right. Without no argument. I, I I don't know about five. I don't know about five years nowadays. With I, I, I just don't know about five years nowadays. I, I don't mm. know about it. Like, why yeah. would you take five years? Yeah. Why? It's crazy because Patrick Mahomes took what eight years, right? Yeah, but he, he took ten. But we know, but we we know what that is. Like, he's sure. the reason. He's the reason why really all of this foolishness is going on. Not that he don't deserve <laughs> it, but I'm just saying he's yeah. the reason that this foolishness is going on. Yeah. So yeah. we we're, we're clear on that. But <laughs> I, but yeah, I I don't see I don't see a quarterback of of Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott in some respects. Like, nobody, I wouldn't be taking no five-year deals. I wouldn't be taking no five-year deals. Because we know money, because we know how the money about to go up in the, in the economy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah. be taking no five-year deals. Um, I, I, I guess the last thing that I have um, is, can I, can I get it? I don't know if you're a score person, but I do want to know which, what you think is going to happen. <laughs> overall so the record is shown this sunday yeah okay yep i will i'll give you my score my prediction uh much as i want to pick the giants um lamar jackson is a perfect 12 and 0 against nfc east teams now wall of averages is like okay loss is coming somewhere i just don't think it's going to be this sunday so Mm. i have the ravens winning I have it 24 to 17. Uh, so I think take the Ravens, Ravens cover and take the under. Man, we're, we're on the same page. I, okay. I actually had that. I actually had the same score in mind. I, oh. <laughs> I, 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 I did think that this would be that type of game, not mm-hmm. a shootout or anything like that, yeah. but just a, you know, low scoring thing where it kind of goes a little bit back and forth. Defense might, you know, make me nervous in the fourth quarter again. You know who knows, but I yeah, yeah I, I I think the team pulls it out. Yeah. Um. I I just don't. For me, if you shut down Saquon Barkley, and and I don't want to use the word shut down because I don't think you're really shutting him down. Mm-hmm. But if you can contain Saquon Barkley, I think you you can contain the rest of that offense. Darius Slayton doesn't scare me. Um. The other kid doesn't scare me at all. Um. Daniel Jones doesn't scare me, and I, I know he can run. Yeah. and everything but he i'm sorry the, the, the if there's if there's one thing that scares me is there's one thing that scares me of that team is that wink martindale has the inside scoop on the offense for the ravens mm-hmm. he's been in the building for so many years he knows the scheme he practices against it mm-hmm. while he was here in baltimore 
that would be the only thing that would scare me is if he somehow found a way to just be like, okay, Lamar, <laughs> you, you, we're not going to give up these running lanes. You know, we're going to make you, we're going to make you throw from the pocket, you know, and see if you're really about that life. And he will, right? You have to assume that that's his plan because let's, you know, it's not like Lamar is the greatest passer, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, now granted, I've seen many <laughs> Ravens receivers just dropping balls like yeah. it's, you know, no mm-hmm. big deal. But, yep. you know, if you have to give a knock to Lamar, it's he has to work on his accuracy. And mm-hmm. that's, but you yep. see the improvement. But to the flip side, the Ravens know exactly what Wink is planning to do. So I think it's going to mm-hmm. be a really, this can come down to defenses and coaching. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, I I agree with that. I agree. Certainly agree with that. Um, I, I got one last thing for you before we uh before you send you up out of here. Um, give me your top five Giants of all time. You've been a fan of the team for so long. Um, who, who are your favorite Giants of all time? Um, top five. Yeah, so I did my list. Um, you know, we're gonna say five that are not LT, right? And not like these guys from the seventies. I <laughs> okay. wasn't born yet. You know what I okay. mean? Like that's I what I like. That. I respect that. I like that. Yeah. Okay, you know, so, okay, all right. Uh, I have Chris Snee, right, one of the best guards that this franchise has ever had. Okay. Justin Tuck, but I kind of, like, feel like I had to go Tuck and OCU Minora because Mm. they were just so, it was like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. just perfect together, that chemistry. Critical in those Super Bowl wins. Critical in those Super Bowl wins. Um, Sean O'Hara is definitely a favorite staple on that Giants offensive line. Mm Mm-hmm. Michael Strahan, number two. I mean, I, I don't obviously. know. Yeah, yeah obviously. obviously. Had oh, to be. Had to be. Um, and, of course, my number one, who I did get to meet over the summer, Eli Manning. I mean, anybody who knows me, watches me, knows I will fight anybody on the Eli Manning Hall of Fame <laughs> argument. Every fantasy team I'm in, is it's uh, the I was just about to ask you. Eli Man is the Manning. He he's the best. He's my favorite. I was just about to ask mm. you because I've I felt like I've felt like this for a long time. Uh-huh. Um he's getting in the Hall of Fame because of his last name. I don't oh, believe yeah. oh. I, I don't I when you look at his career and mm-hmm. look, there, there's something about beating an undefeated team in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said about that. So I, I got to give him his props for that. I mean, that was historic. That was one of the more historic teams in the league, and he knocked that team off. So I got to give him props for that, mm-hmm. aside from the fact that he's got two Super Bowls and this playing streak, this consecutive game yeah. streak where he almost threatened to beat out Brett Favre in that regard. Um, but at the end of the day, when you look at the stats, when you look at his play, mm-hmm. to me, he was never like year in, year out. He was never that top he was five mid. guy. He was mid. Yeah. He was. But I don't put him in for his name. Any quarterback who was the starting quarterback and had uh, a significant impact into winning two Super Bowls, you got to put him in the Hall of Fame. That's just, that's just what that is for me. Now, I do think he mid as a quarterback all the way around. <laughs> but it's cool it's cool because if you win two Super Bowls, and no matter how I feel about the Tyree throw, and no matter how I feel about the Manningham throw <laughs> in both of those selective games, no matter how I feel about them, they came off of his hand and hit those other receivers' hands, mm-hmm. and he won two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. But I definitely think skill-wise, he's a mid-quarterback. 
Mm-hmm. Right. He and is I a Hall of Famer. I get when people say he's like, man, he's pedestrian. I, I get all that. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to walk around with the Mike Greeny argument. And I'm all just right. going to play it for people because here's the thing. <laughs> you know what is crazy about the Hall of Fame? There's really no criteria, right? It's right. like we all make up our own criteria. Yeah. And for me, availability is the mm-hmm. best ability. This mm-hmm. man, I mean, they called him Iron Man for a reason. And you can't tell me he's not Iron Man when he got his ass beat in that San Francisco game, mm-hmm. that yep. NFC championship game. Yep. So, I mean, you want to talk tough. I mean, how many quarterbacks around the league, like get a hangnail or, you know, some their ankle mm-hmm. and they're not available for six yeah. weeks. Yeah. Or you got Deshaun Watson doing stupid shit. Yeah. With, you know, Ooh. Ooh, I, oh, she's fighting now. Keep going. And, and, you know, keep going. Keep going. going. I love it. And he ain't available to December. I mean, uh-huh. so not only that, Eli Manning's a classy guy and he's never going to embarrass an organization or himself. Mm-hmm. And here's my thing. You cannot put Tom Brady on this pedestal. He can't be the dragon. And then yeah. you slay the dragon twice. And then you say, mm-hmm. oh, no, you can't be in the Hall right. of Fame. Right. You're getting in because of your name. No, you can miss me with that noise and you Ooh, can, I, I, like mean, I, I like it <laughs> i like it i like it i can't believe how dare you say her his name how dare you <laughs> how dare you oh man i love it i love it i love, I it. love it she ain't cussed the whole show until we said <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love That's it. That's the one. Usually everybody gets me at some point in their mm-hmm. show, and it's like either Eli or Kenny Galladay, and that's it. It's a, mm-hmm. whoop, it's a wrap mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That's yep. nice. That's and I will up. be there. When he gets inducted, and I say this on third and three, right? Because yeah. Damian and Jason are the same way. I said, I'm paying for it. Everybody's coming. We're going to have a big Eli Manning celebration. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be right there. I'm going to do a live right. podcast. Yeah. I know that's right. Nice. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. Nikki, I we appreciate you. We appreciate you for coming on. Um, before you go, just go ahead and plug your shows for us. Everything you got going on. Yeah. Who? Okay. So Tuesdays at six thirty is um, Armchair Athletics. It's the trenches. It's a reality football. Uh, show that streams live uh, Tuesdays at eight. We have New York Giants Rush, which is Giant centric. Wednesdays, of course, third and three, and Sunday mornings at eleven thirty. Channel side bets, so that is uh, betting against the spread. Um, and if you follow my Giants betting, I have a perfect record so far. So mm. I think you should listen to me on this show. Uh, take the Ravens, the points, and take the under. So that's Sunday at eleven thirty. Man, you're doing a lot of things. So you're doing a another show after this, I'm and doing you're doing it. something. And you did something before you came on. I so. did something before. You guys <laughs> have one after one on Wednesday, and then my show on Sunday. Yes. That's well, we we certainly appreciate your time. You know, we we really enjoy having you on here. Well, thank you. I appreciate. I had to, right? I mean, yeah. Giants Ravens. I had to. You guys are the best. And anything that I can do to support you guys, you let me know. No doubt. Appreciate you. Appreciate, appreciate you. It. All right. Appreciate Good night. It. Good night. All right. Be safe. All, right. All, right. All right. You you too. Be safe. All right, folks. Uh, that was Nikki Guest of the Third and Three podcast. Make sure you follow her on Twitter. Um, she's got all kinds of stuff going on with the Giants, and you know that was that was dope, man. That, yeah, that was, that's uh, that, was that was that was a cool uh, guest spot right there. That's what's up. Um, let me say what up. Uh, we got Country Roads. Uh, we got Mo Cheese in the building here. What's YouTube, happening? What's uh, happening? YouTube live chat. Appreciate you, man. Uh, so can can we talk about uh, Draymond and Jordan Poole, man? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, bro. I it's don't good. know. Hey, Jordan Poole. Hey, bro. You should have known better, bro. 
You should have known better, bruh. You should have known better, bruh. Yeah. Don't look, people get in each other's face all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel you. You don't want him in your personal space. Mm-hmm. You don't want him in your personal space. But don't push him and think yeah. that this ain't about to be unless you, if you ain't ready to squabble, yeah. then you need to go ahead and, and, and hold the hot breath. Yeah. He, he didn't he didn't keep his guard up. He, yeah, yeah. He didn't keep his he didn't put his guard up. Yeah. He, he, he didn't put he, his guard up. He just, hey, look. I don't want to hear Draymond was wrong. I don't care if he was wrong. If you push me and you ain't fighting, you getting stolen in your face. That's what's that's what's happening. Yeah. I don't I care don't... if I got I'm I got in your personal space. I meant what I said. I meant what I did, but mm-hmm. I could be in your personal space and we could have a conversation. You putting your hands on me means you want to fight. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, he he wasn't ready. He he got he got caught napping. He didn't think he was going to get stolen in his face and he got stolen in his face. He got he got caught napping. Um what, what do you think that was all about? Like I, I have I, I, I have no clue. I know I've been hearing conversations about Jordan Poole since he got his contract, his whole attitude has changed and all mm-hmm. those types of things. But then I've also heard somebody combat that with he's always been this way. Yeah. Um but I you know, and I don't know how many times he's been stolen his face or approached about his attitude. So I so I don't know. What I do know is that they was mouthing off. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just me kind of narrating it in my head from the video. Yeah. Um, he was mouthing off, and Draymond said, "Hey, shut your fucking mouth." I know. That, I know this is not what actually happened. We can't hear the audio. Mm-hmm. Hey, who? Like, stop playing with me. Who you talking to? That's mm-hmm. what I feel like happened. Stop playing with me. Who you right. talking to? Right. Because I don't know what, who you think I am, but I'm not these other niggas. And mm-hmm. Jordan Poole should have been known that Draymond mm-hmm. Green ain't one of them other niggas. So, yeah. all right. Jordan Poole tried to play it cool, ha ha, get off me, push him like, oh, like he was just one of these other dudes. And nah, you don't put, don't, hey, how many, I've had many, many disagreements with somebody in my face. If I'm not ready to fight, I'm Mm -hmm. not finna put my hands on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Period. I mean, the option there is, hey, you just, you just back up, you just walk away. Back up, all right, bro. Back up, you walk away. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? But he pushed it. him like he wanted smoke. Mm-hmm. And if yep. anything, and if anything, if he wanted smoke, he should have stole Draymond in his face. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Period. So, so I, I got this off of Twitter and I'm not sure how much truth there is to this, but this is according to some sources. Um, and I, I, I do want to credit who posted it, but I don't have that handy with me. But According to this, it said that Jordan Poole was telling teammates of how he was going to spend his, you know, money from his contract extension. Right. Okay. so he was telling teammates how he's going to install a pool at his house. You get it? Jordan Poole. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and he says, I'm going to call it to Jordan Poole because it's going to be the goat and everyone can come swim in my Jordan Poole as soon as I get paid. And so they said teammates get they kept getting tired of the joke. And then when he refused to stop telling it, Draymond approached him and was like, yo, you got to find some new material. Like you, you can't keep telling the same, you know, joke all over again. Okay. So, so I don't, I don't know how much truth there is to that. This was actual text that um, I pulled from Twitter. Okay. Um, according to some sources. So I, I don't know how true that is. Well, that's but still, I, that's still in, and not to cut you off, that still mm-hmm. sounds like in context, 
mm-hmm. what I just said. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. he's, hey, stop playing. With, and, then, and then Jordan Poole said something slick when he told him get new material. And yep. then ensues my, you know, my version of the story. Like, what? Like, like, like who you talking to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could believe that. I mean, I, I don't, you know, obviously I don't know none of them. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. but to kind of add or, or, or say I'm going with you on that story, you notice nobody really tried to break this up. Oh no, no! As if this was something that need. Now I don't want to say need. I'm not to surprised at it either. Yeah, but but normally when you have a team situation mm-hmm. before it gets crazy, yep, a coach, a player, somebody will get in the way. Hey, nah, we you know we ain't doing that. Right. It was as if the teammates said, "Hey, he deserved that because." We got tired of the same seem, thing too. It would seem that way. It would seem that mm-hmm. when Draymond was telling him some good shit, like, hey, you gotta chill with that. Jordan mm-hmm. Poole caught a fence, and Draymond was like, after after Jordan Poole said whatever that made Draymond uh Draymond walk to his face, like, what you yep. doing? You know, players, I mean, teammates and staff around was like, Yeah, like, nah, let Draymond handle that. hmm Yeah. And and you notice after he after he snuffed him, he tried to hold him up. That you know to keep him from falling, you know, <laughs> all the way back. Like you hey, noticed that, right? <laughs> hey, he stole, he stole the dog shit out of Jordan Poole, Slim, and Jordan Poole did not see it coming. Look, yeah. whether I'm not here to question whether Jordan Poole can fight or not. That's not what I'm the question. Yeah. What I'm here to question is, is that Jordan Poole ain't no slow motherfucker. He played for the NBA, mm-hmm. but he ain't see that hand. He ain't see them hands coming, which means he didn't expect them hands that that he expected coming. Yeah. He didn't see that shit coming. Uh, well, he thought he thought I'm Jordan Poole or you know, I mean, I hate to be the young nigga, old nigga guy, but these young niggas don't be thinking, I'm not saying this is Jordan Poole, but um but mm-hmm. these niggas don't be thinking that people fight no more. <laughs> hey, he learned to, you know, he learned what F around and find out. You means. know, and Jordan, so. and, and Jordan, I mean, not Jordan Poole, but Draymond is around, he, our age. You know, like, he kind of like yeah. our energy. Mm-hmm. Nah, Slim, we still fight. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so I, I've heard the craziest or the silliest take on the whole situation here. So, obviously, the video comes out. Um, someone from the Warriors or someone who works for the Warriors in their video department leaked the video. Actually, let me take leaked that back. TMZ. TMZ leaked the video, but TMZ paid $2.3 million yeah. to get that video. Yeah. And 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 just because uh, I got two takes on this. Number one, whoever got that money from TMZ got the bag. And and you know what? Hey, I get fired if the Warriors fire me. I got my two point three million. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, like I mean, y'all can y'all can criticize the guy or whoever you know put the video out there. You can criticize him, but at the end of the day, somebody was looking for a bag. They got the payday. Yeah, DMZ was ready to put that money up, and dude lost his job. And he could find he got well, two point three. We know he lost his job. I think he lost his job. I, know, I think oh, he, so I, we know who to do this. I well, I don't. We don't know who he is. I don't um, think TMZ. I don't think TMZ. You know what? Didn't. I take that back. I, I take that back because the, the last thing I heard about what the Warriors were doing was that they were going to conduct an investigation, an investigation internally. Right. Right. But I think we know how this is going to end. They're going to find out who 
<laughs> who reached out to TMZ, and they're gonna fire him. I don't know that he gets caught. Really? Okay. I don't know that. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not predicting that he doesn't. Right. I don't know that he doesn't get caught. That he gets caught. Okay. I don't know that. I don't mm-hmm. know that he gets caught. Um. I mean, obviously, he can get caught. I mean, I, I'm fifty fifty on him getting caught. Right. Um. But but. Like and I, I said, and I don't think he would care. Whoever it is, I don't think they would care. I think he could. <laughs> I think he could find. I think he could find uh, work at the salary he was getting. If even if it ain't an NBA, I think he could find work with the salary he was getting, mm-hmm. um, and still be two point three up. That's what that I man, think. I, I was gonna say that man ain't working no more. If 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 TMG just broke you off two point three million, he ain't working no more. A, nah, two point three ain't a lot of money. Um, nah, you still gotta work. Well, no, you still gotta. Nah, it de- you gotta well, it, it 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 depends. It de- it depends on what he does with it. If he goes all out. First you know, expensive all, cars, expensive houses, then, yeah, it's not enough. First but, of all, taxes is going to hit. Sure. First of all, I mean, and, and let's assume let's assume the dude is 30. Let's assume he's 40. Mm-hmm. No, 2.3 ain't going to get it. And, of course, he's going to do some things. Of course, he like, he might not go ball out of control and buy a, a, right. a you know. But, yeah. of course, he's going to do some things. I mean, you would assume mm-hmm. he's got debt because most people in America do. You'd Worst case. You would assume he's got, you know. Like, worst nah, case, he might just worst case, he might just lay off of work for a little bit. He might yeah, take it easy for a little a, bit. Yeah, he might take a hiatus and then get back into the workforce. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely working. You give me two point three three million, I'm not about to quit my job. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. I yeah. wouldn't quit either. Yeah, I wouldn't quit. But in this situation, he gonna get fired if he get caught. Well, I mean, well, I mean more <laughs> to say that I'm not going to not work because I have 2.3 in the bank. That's not yeah. a, yeah, that's not. Nah, I, I feel you. We we on yeah. the same page. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't quit if I don't if think he would. I don't think I, especially cuz he's in in California, taxes high shit out there. Yeah, and in San Francisco, it's ex- mad expensive yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, too, he ain't, so. yeah. He hit a lick for sure though. But my my other take to this is that I think this idea that Draymond Green should be suspended for this, I think is crazy. Yeah. And, and and here's why I think it's crazy. We just saw Aaron Donald in training camp try to bust a nigga in the head with his, with his own helmet. Yeah. And yeah. the league was like, we'll let the Rams handle it. And it up under Rams the rug. Did, yeah, right. So in this case, let the Warriors handle it. Yeah. I, I, NBA, just stay out of it. Let the Warriors deal with it, and if the Warriors want to do something suspense wise, then let them do it. But and I don't I think don't, they're doing it either. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do it. I, I don't think they're gonna do it. I know Draymond said he's gonna take a few days away from the facility. That's cool. You know, let him do and that. He apologize. He, you know, like he apologized. Right. You know, like right. right. He's still gonna do his podcast. He might even talk about the incident. Who knows? I mean, he probably he already talked about it at the presser. Um, so he's probably not going to do that, but he's still going to do his podcast and everything. So, yeah, I don't think the Warriors going to do anything. I, I I think whoever said that he should be suspended like that, like that's just silly. That's and reach. I get and I get and I get that video changes a lot of things. Yeah, because you see it versus you just hearing it. Like we heard about Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan. We never saw Michael Jordan punch Steve Kerr. We always yeah. heard about it. We we heard about um, Steve Smith punching that cornerback in training camp a few yeah. years ago. We never mm-hmm. saw that. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? With this thing, I'm going to treat it the same way. It's just nowadays, everybody's got access to video. 
everybody's, you know, people got money, they can acquire these things. And so with this, it's the same thing. I, I compare it to Aaron Donald and training camp earlier in the summer. It, it, it's much, much to do about nothing in regard to what to do with Draymond. Right. Like, I, I, I think the Warriors should take that and handle that in-house. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, speaking of other uh, should be or should it be a suspension, mm-hmm. Devontae Adams should definitely get suspended. I agree with that. He should definitely get suspended. Yeah, and he I can't. I, and I think one game is enough. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But he should definitely get suspended. Yeah, and I heard and I heard and I heard the dude supposed to be pressing charges on him. Yeah, I heard that too. And, yeah. and he has a right to do that. Right, one hundred percent. He has a right to do that. One hundred percent. You can call him whatever. You can call him soft. But hey, if a, if a nigga push me for no reason while I'm trying to walk with some equipment and I don't know you, then. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna sue your ass. Like, I know who you are. You Devontae Adams who's making twenty eight a year. Well, yeah, I I get that. I'm, I'm definitely saying, I'm suing I, that ass. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know I don't know you personally, but I know you got bread. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm suing su- that I'm ass. Suing I'm suing that ass. Yeah. Period. Yeah, no, Period. no question. No question Period. about that. Yeah. Um what what did you think about the since we're kind of talking about, you know, I I guess I'll, I'll classify it as beef. This the we, messy we, section. Messy stuff. Yeah. yeah. So what, what what did you think about um what Kyle Brandt said about Russell Wilson the morning after the hey, uh, bruh, the loss? I don't know what he means by poser, but if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm pulling up. I don't know mm, what that means. I agree. I uh, poser. Poser. Who, who I are you agree talking? With that. Like, see, I don't like like I you could talk or I you could say what you want about his play, and we mm. all agree Russell Wilson been playing like shit. That's yep. cool. Mm. That is fine. What do you mean by poser? What does that mean? I but don't more know. so, but Posing more so, what? but more so when he said we was at the NFL honors and when I tried to shake his hand, he wouldn't like he kind of like brushed me off. Like, yo, you sound like you petty. Like you want to, you, like you want a platform hater. where y'all supposed to be talking about this dude's game and how he played. And like you said, we agree he, he's he's playing like crap right now. But to kind of go that level. And say that he's a poser, and then to say that he shunned you at an award show, like that—that that, that sounds like personal to me. Yeah, well, it's definitely personal. I didn't—I didn't hear the clip about, or I didn't catch the part about him talking about why he, how he ain't shake his hand or whatever. Yeah, cool. yeah. I'm like, if dude. I'm Russell Wilson, I, bro, what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. What do you, posing where? What do you mean? I know what he means. I, I think I know what he means. I, I think would love he to means know. that. I think he means that. This persona that Russ has, you know, portrayed throughout his career. Well, that because it's I ain't fake. shake your sucker ass hand. No, 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 no. Not the forget the shaking the hand part. I'm talking about his persona. Like, you know, he with Sierra, they be everywhere, and rightfully so. You know, you with Sierra, then yeah, you you got to be visible, right? Well, why, yeah. why? Uh, what I'm getting at is mm-hmm. why do he feel like whoever he believes Russell Wilson to be, why does he believe that's a facade? That's It's, it's a very good question. Right. So, I, it's again, a, it's a very good question. so you feel like he opposed it because he didn't shake your punk ass hand? Yeah, I don't know. You don't, don't know, know what that. was, you don't know what, like, because it's not like, mm-hmm. I, I would assume, listening to you, he didn't bring up any examples of why he felt like he was a poser. Mm-hmm. Only thing he said was, he yeah. didn't shake my hand. It's just the hand part. But That's the only I'm, thing he mentioned. So, 
I'm just saying what I think. I'm just saying what I think he means by it, which I don't, which I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think Russell Wilson is being phony when you see him, you know, out and about with Sierra and and away from the football field. Like well, I don't, I don't agree with that. But my I thing think, is, my thing ahead. is, is that if you're gonna say he's a poser, he not who who he say he is, y'all, mm-hmm. you would start saying mm-hmm. because when Why? this happened, mm-hmm. this happened. Yeah, And when this happens, that happens. And this is why I'm telling y'all that I know he be all, I'm the good guy, whatever, whatever. Got Shannon Crowder uh, still hating on me, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But um, he not that dude that he presents himself to be because these are some of the things he's done. And the only thing he's done in reference to that example I just gave was mm-hmm. he didn't shake his hand. And you don't mm-hmm. know why he didn't shake your hand. And mm-hmm. on top of that, he ain't gotta shake your punk ass hand. Yeah, if I'm Russ, I, I, I gotta go see this cat. I'm I'm flying to New York, and I'm going to this nigga studio, and I'm gonna be like, "What up? I like, mean, what what, look, what you what what, what, you, what, what you what's your problem with me? I don't like, know. I don't know or believe that to be in Russell Wilson's character, but a phone call is certainly serviceable, and I know mm-hmm. he can get that done. Mm-hmm. So Kyle Brandt, I think I'm just. My memory's coming back to me in that clip, but he also made mention about how he left Seattle and he left the fans dry, he left the team dry, and he did the Seahawks dirty. And I'm like, no, he didn't. He, he, right. didn't, he didn't do the he didn't right. do the Seahawks dirty. Right. I mean, th- look, at the end of the day, your contracts aren't guaranteed. So if you had an opportunity to go elsewhere, make, make some, some money. money. Then you you got to make that move. You got to let it be known. Hey, this ain't working. Y'all ain't put an offensive line there for me for all these years. Y'all ain't built this defense back up for me all these years. Um, you know, I'm the face of the franchise, and y'all not building around me. Yeah, yeah, I I, I get it. Right. He, he didn't leave the franchise right. dry. If you ask me, I thought the franchise left him dry. dry. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then he went and he immediately went to a team where he got more money. And mm-hmm. I get they're not playing good right now, but got a defense around him. Got mm-hmm. two vicious ass uh receivers but on on there. I mean yep. a running game, whatever, but he don't got no slum. Javante Williams, um, who's yeah. injured, I know, but yeah, he well, Melvin Gordon's got problems with the fumbles. Like well, that's been a big issue. I'm just talking about when he signed to Denver. Right, he had Javante right. Williams, who's a promising back, and mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon coming behind him. Who, yep. you know, he's not trash. I mean, he's had some bad seasons for certain, but he ain't like complete trash. Right. He's a number two running back. Right. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so with with the, with a good defense, Sertan is one of the best young corners in the game. Bradley mm-hmm. Chubb, one of the better pass rushers in the game. Like they got a team. That's uh, on paper eons ahead of what Seattle got on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and through five weeks, that hasn't necessarily been the case. I get that. Sure. And and, and on both cool. sides. On on both, on both sides, sure. really. Because sure. Geno but, Smith, Geno Smith, and I I got to clap for Geno Smith because uh, nobody saw this coming. I didn't even see this coming, but he's played some solid football. Yeah, but team. yeah, for sure. And let me and, and let's. You know, and I, let's, I agree with you. Let's clap that up. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, somebody, I heard somebody said on a podcast um, mm-hmm. when they beat when they beat, when Seattle beat Denver. Yep. Um, it's like they said, Geno Smith 
fits that offense better than Russell Wilson does. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're seeing yep. Geno Smith, you know, he not make he not putting up like gaudy numbers, but mm-hmm. he's putting up efficient numbers where Seattle where yeah. Seattle look good. But Seattle looking like a like the offense is running better mm-hmm. is what I've heard. Is running better through Geno Smith than it ever has. It's just that Russell Wilson is a better quarterback talent than Geno Smith. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Those two games against, um, not to get off track here, but the two games against Detroit last week and then the one they just played against the Saints, which were both shootouts, by the way, Geno Smith was way efficient in in both those games. You know, one a win, one a loss, but still the quarterback play from Geno has been, I give it an A, um, you know, through five weeks for him. You know, this is this is great. Like this is a this is a renaissance, <laughs> you know, for, you know, for Geno Smith, if you want to call it that. I hope you so know. for him. I'm not going to pretend like I watched that much Geno Smith this year to say that, but I mm. hope so for him. Yeah. And the clips I've watched, man, he, he's been real efficient. And, and if you look at the numbers, the numbers, I mean, they're his best. I mean, it's clearly his best numbers yeah. that I've I've seen. But we don't, it, but it's not like we have a lot to compare it to. He was trash in New York and sure. he's but that's why I say it's his it's his best. Yeah. Sure. It, it, it's sure. it's by far it's sure. it's his best. So sure. um but but to kind of get back to the Russ thing, um yeah, he he decided, hey, this ain't the you know, this ain't the place for me no more. I want to go, you know, someplace else where there's a better roster construction. Yeah. And, you know, for Kyle Brandt to kind of bring all that up the morning after, and I get that was a, I mean, I, I watched that game, bro. And and I, I'm not even going to ask you if you watched that game because I know you didn't watch that game. But I sat through that thing and was like, okay, it's 6-6. I mean, the game is boring, but at least you know in the fourth quarter, you know, there's going to be some drama. And, you know, what, it was a 12-9 ball game. Yeah. And the next morning, you know, this comes out, and it's like, like, come on, yo. Like, like if you want to drag somebody and not to drag them off the field, like, you know, like talking about their personal life, but if you want to talk about somebody um, to blame for this game, you, you got to point it to coach, bro, because the coach is – the coach don't look like he cut for this. Nathaniel yeah. Hackett, yeah, he he don't look cut for this, bro. So, so yeah. this, it is that that. I'm definitely glad. I'm glad for it. I like. I think that Thursday, you know, I did whatever I had to do. Roll one, got right, mm-hmm. and when I got in my zone, I'm like, man, I'm not about to watch this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I even tweeted like, you know, like. You know, got in my. I'm in my zone. Wish it, I, I want to watch something funny. And Liz was Liz was like, "Yeah, uh, watch Thursday night football, Shaw. You gonna blow my high. <laughs> you gonna blow my high, Shaw. Yeah, Shaw she Liz. she she watched it. She she was because she was like, yeah, I, I give credit to anybody that had to sit through and watch that. And and I think the thing for me was the game played out the way I thought it was going to play out. So. There was no surprises. And I even tweeted, hey, y'all, this is what was expected. Just, you know, hang along for the ride because in the fourth quarter, it's it's going to be some drama. And the worst part of it all was that it went to overtime. Like you sat through four quarters of, you know, bullshit football. And now you got to get an extra 10 minutes of it. Mm, it's yeah. wild. It's good wild. on that. Yeah, I'm definitely good on that. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, did you see this back and forth between Shady McCoy and RG3? I didn't. I, I meant to try to uh, see what you were talking about. Yeah, so, um, and, and it, and it kind of relates to the Broncos-Colts game. So the morning after, um, there's this meme that's going around where I forget who the receiver's name is on the Broncos, but he's looking at Russell Wilson kind of awkwardly while Russell's Kenny on the bench. Hamlin. Hamlin. Kenny, Kenny Hamlin. Yeah. And, and he was the dude that slammed his helmet, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Because Russell, Russell missed him. Yep, right. Yeah. He was wide missed. open, right. Yeah. So there was this meme going around, you know, this morning, um, the, or that morning, and um, RG3 posted it. And was like, you know, like, yo, like, you know, what's going on with you, Russ? Like, you know, this is some of the worst quarterback um, we've seen from you, right? And so Shady McCoy comes in and was like, and, and started posting all his stats and stuff, right? Yeah. And was like, yo, bruh, like, your peak was at Baylor. Like, you had the one, you know, rookie year in Washington, and then you just fell off, you know, from that point on. Which, right. which Shady McCoy was right about because... Right. That that was clearly his best season, and then you know the games played per year. That thing just started going down, you know, each year after that. You also write that with shady, yeah, exactly. And so so RG three fires back and was like, "Yo, you mad that I outrushed you in the in a few games that year, or you mad that I got more touchdowns than you in in, in some of those games, whatever." And and at that point, in my opinion, I was like, yo, RG3, you got to sit this one out, bro, because Shady McCoy was a better running back throughout his career than you were a quarterback sure, throughout your career. Sure, but here's the thing. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. Yep. RG3 criticizes uh, Russell Wilson's football. Yep. And then, RG, and then Shady McCoy comes back criticizing him. Mm-hmm. No, no, I like, like, yes. Why? What is it's not like RG3 was the why for you, right? It's it, the, why are you coming at RG3 when RG3 is making good points. And, and what it'd be one thing if Shady McCoy came disagreeing with him on a, a football perspective about Russell Wilson, he yeah. came with the personal attack. That was a personal attack that Shady McCoy threw at uh, RG3. If mm-hmm. I'm if I'm listening to how you telling the story, yeah, and ble- you know what I'm saying. That was a personal attack. What that got to do with what does my career have to do with what Russell Wilson is doing right now? Yeah, yeah. Shady Shady McCoy been mouthing off lately since he's been on the show on Fox. Yeah, um, like but he, he also says- is on the. Uh, um, Brandon Marshall's podcast with him and uh, yep. Pat and Ocho Cinco, right? Uh, Ocho Cinco now. I don't think Ocho there no more, but uh, oh, really? Okay, yeah, I think it's him, uh, Shady McCoy, Brandon Marshall, Shady McCoy, and Pac Man Jones. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, like, like, bro, the, the personal attack wasn't really, wasn't really necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you was just on there talking shit. Now, if you're just on there talking shit, all right, cool, whatever. Then the banter is, you know, it's just banter. But right, I right. mean, you know, that seems like a personal, uh, unnecessary personal attack if we are just talking about football. Yeah, because all, all RG3 did was he just said, caption this. And then he posted the picture of Hamlin looking at Russell Wilson funny. That's That's all he did. And then Shady comes in and starts talking about, yo, like you... 
you know, okay, take well, it easy on them, whatever. I mean, so. well, well, if when you put it like that, because I thought I thought you were saying that RG three was talking about, uh, like talking about football from a. He was clowning Russell Wilson. Yes, he was. Yes, yes. He was. RG three was clowning Russell Wilson. I thought you were saying he was talking about like football, like from a football perspective, not like a personal attack type of thing. But mm-hmm. still. But still, my response is Shady McCoy. Even still, he wasn't mm-hmm. talking to you. Right, right. He Here's here, here. So here was Shady's response. I got it right here. So here was Shady's response to the photo that RG three posted. He said, "Damn, bro, take it easy on him. You experienced this moment a lot more than Russ did." So okay. okay. Th- so then, I, well, I kind of walked that back then. I so then, so then, RG three responds with the stats. And stuff like his stats, uh, I guess, on that particular game or whatever. And, and quite frankly, RG3 kind of hung himself out to dry a little bit because, yeah. like, why are you posting your career stats? Which, I when mean, you've only had one good it, year. It's, right. It's it's proving Shady's point. And, and so, but to, but to kind of get to the end of that, um, Primetime Sanders, who also, uh, <laughs> had, who a also had a little situation go on this weekend. Um, comes on Twitter and was like, yo, y'all, y'all, y'all homeboys need to cut it out with the, you know, with the back and forth, whatever. Right. And RG3 was like, all right, bro, you know, prime, you the OG, you the GOAT. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to back off. And Shady was kind of like, I, right, you, you, you the OG, but for real though, RG3 been trash this whole time and, mm-hmm. and what, you know, throughout his career, whatever. Right. So Shady still was kind of digging a knife in there a little bit. Yeah, nah, nah, um, yeah, because now when I'm listening to what you're saying, yeah, RG3 did personally attack, um, uh, uh Russell Wilson. It wasn't like something like malicious, it's kind of like the internet thing that people do. It was having so, fun, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But if Russell Wilson decided to say, Hey, that's not funny, yeah. Then you know, then you know, then it's on. How mm-hmm. how they go down? So yeah. so I could see, but that still wasn't Shady McCoy Bennis though. Damn, drop my phone. Yeah. That wasn't that still wasn't Shady McCoy Bennis. So it's like, why are you caping for Russell Wilson? Yeah, he yeah, Shady been talking a lot. Um, but that's I what saw, Shady do. I know, I know. Shady he he said something about um. So the game that the Chiefs lost uh, against the Colts a few weeks ago. Um, and you saw the clip where Mahomes and Bienemy were kind of, mm-hmm. you know, having a little disagreement on the sideline at halftime. And Shady comes out on, I think it was IG, and was like, yo, Bienemy, like, yo, you need to get up out of here, bro. Like, people saying, like, you call plays. And, you know, Shady was basically saying, yo, Bienemy don't do nothing for that offense. He's saying, yo, it's all Andy Reid, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, like, mm-hmm. damn. Shady, like, this nigga been trying to get a head coaching job for, like, you know, three years. Why are you coming at him? If you believe, even if you believe that, if that's your truth and that's what you believe is happening, Mm -hmm. why you get to, why do you get to uh, attack Eric B. Enemy? Yeah. But for you, it's not okay for RG3 to attack Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Shady been, you know, mouthing off these past. You know, a few weeks. And I heard you say that he's always, you know, 
you know, been like that. Like he's been like from the interviews I've seen, because I've seen a few episodes since he's been on I Am Athlete. Yeah. Seen him on uh I wanna say it was Breakfast Club. I seen him on I seen him on Joe Button before. Mm-hmm. I'm like like he 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 a spi- he he talks spicy. Like he definitely that's what he do. Yeah. So, you know, all right, cool. If that's who you are, cool. Yeah. I, for me it's just like I right, but if you get to criticize somebody yeah. how you want to do it, why RG three can't do it? Or yeah. did you just want to have something to say to RG three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't like what he said about the enemy. Um, even though I do understand that he's been in that locker room. So if anybody knows, he would know. And but, more than that, mm-hmm. um, this isn't the first time it's been said mm-hmm. about Eric B. Enemy. Right. Um, some people say that that's why he ain't got a job yet. I, I've heard that as well. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know what's real and what's fake. I know that at one point, he was one of the high one of the high prospects to get a coaching job, and out of you know as the time went on, mm-hmm. that that uh, he's not wanted anymore. Right. That, that that seems to be the the issue. So you got to school me in on this uh, Dion versus Eddie Robinson thing. Like, what was the deal with that? Well, in short, because. Um, uh, on you know, I guess uh Alabama, Alabama State played uh Jackson State. Yep. Um, you know, uh Jackson State handled Alabama State to my understanding. I you know, I don't really watch college football. Mm-hmm. Um, handled them. Uh they go to shake hands and um Dion, he's he dap him up, but then he go in for a hug. Yep. Uh, uh and he stopped uh, him. And he stopped him. Put his hand yeah, in his yeah, chest, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. smacked his hand and whatever, whatever. Yep. Uh, Slim went on his press uh, post game and was like, um, basically, uh, Dion been talking spicy all week. Mm-hmm. You know, leading into the game. Yeah. Uh, when he got onto the field, he never came and spoke to me pregame. He walked all the way around the field. Um, yep. He never came to speak to me. Nothing. Woo, woo, woo. Then... Uh, and they ran a hit. Uh, like the game was out of hand. They throw instead of like you know down in the ball, you know letting the time clock. They still playing ball. Like he, they yeah. threw a, they threw a bomb. They threw a bomb when the game. Like I, I believe he said they threw a bomb with forty seconds left in the game. Jackson State threw a bomb on Alabama State. I think they even completed it and scored. If I'm okay. not mistaken. Okay. But they 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 twisted the knife into victory. Yeah. So he was salty about all those things. Okay. Um. Basically went on like you know like said the quote that's going around. Dion he ain't swack. He you know he don't represent that um that conference like like uh like uh I'm forgetting the dude's name. I'm forgetting the other coach's name. Um, what's the coach's name? Not Dion. The other guy. Uh, Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson. I'm sorry, Eddie Robinson mm-hmm. Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not like he represents that that conference in a better manner than Dion did, obviously because he's been there, that type of thing. Right. Experience. Yeah. Um, Dion responded with, "I always walk the entire field. Mm-hmm. I never go, you know, talk to the coaches um, before the game. Right. Um, even went on to say, even went on to post." Videos from prior games where Dion walks all around the state, you know, and does, you know, yep. going through his routine. Mm-hmm. So he don't know what he's talking about. He also went on to say that late in the game, mm-hmm. uh, Alabama State was blitzing. Yep. At like the game is over. Like as far right, as score, right. they're not coming back. 
-hmm. and those dudes were still blitzing. So right. if you're going to blitz me, it makes sense for me to take advantage of you blitzing. Yeah. It keeps players healthy, that type of thing. Like, get right. get it out. Get it out. Right. You know That's what I'm right. saying? Get in the That's back right. of all for you. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know who's telling the truth and who not. Um, but that's the situation for me, for me, sorry, Eddie Robinson Jr. I don't know you. I know primetime Deion Sanders and where I stand with it is I know primetime and prime is right until I'm proven wrong. Well, you know, I'm not a big college football, you know, watcher either. I mean, if it's like a big game that everybody's talking about on maybe, you know, watch it, you know, every now and then. But from what it sounds like, Dion had his receipts. And, you know, if you got video of you, you know, doing your routine and the opposing coaches are cool with that, like at the end of the game and they shake hands and stuff. And I don't like, give a damn what the opposing coaches do. I do what I want to do. No, no, no. I, I yeah, get that. I I'm, just, I I'm, I'm just saying that if the other coaches don't have an issue with his routine, then hey, it's cool. Dion can continue this routine, and and however they feel about it, however Eddie Robinson feels about it, Dion is just gonna continue to be Dion. So Dion um, is Dion, bro. And 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 I will say this: Eddie Robinson didn't like like act like Dion wasn't Dion. He was like, you know, I I I, I appreciate what he's doing. His yep. son should be in the Heisman running. I know mm -hmm. who he is as a play. He a legend and all that. Yeah, but. You dis, you wronged me. This is Eddie Robinson. You wronged me, and I felt a way about it. So yep. let, let's be clear that Eddie Robinson didn't like he he felt like he was wronged, and mm -hmm. that's why he that's why he gave the energy that he gave. So I'm cool yep. with the energy that he gave him, yep. and I'm cool with how Dion handled it. Um, but if I'm talking, to, but I'm going to believe Dion mm -hmm. that that's what Dion does. It wasn't nothing malicious. Even when he they asked Dion about um, him talking spicy during the week. Yeah. And Dion said, well, I feel like I did my job. Like my mm -hmm. my what I do and the reason why Dion is Dion to to college football is because I'm trying to get I'm trying to get asses in the seats. That yeah. game was sold out. And I like to think that it was sold out in part because I was talking spicy all week. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. it's this it's, it's Jai wrestling is in a respect because we know what Dion trying to do with that conference and with HBCUs in college football. Right. So yeah, he going he going, you know, add a little spice to some of the things he's doing because right. he's trying to up the stock in HBCUs. So, right. And it's prime so, time. It's prime time. I'm yeah, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm rolling I, with I'm rolling with Dion. I'm rolling I, with Dion. I, I, I ain't front. With with respect to Eddie Robinson by the way, who yeah. is also a legend in this college football thing. Yeah. But I'm a I'm rocking with Dion on that one. I ain't going to front when I saw the gesture that Eddie Robinson did to stop Dion yeah. from hugging him. It, it made me think about a few of the Wayans brothers episodes because Marlon used to do that um, in a few of those um, episodes, you know, back in the day. It just I don't know. Just it just made me think about it just made me think about that show when mm -hmm. I when I saw that what Eddie Robinson did there. But, uh, man, it's, it's time to roll out, man. Uh, yeah. I think we had a good show, man. I'm hungry as hell, bro. Uh, you, man, I came home. It was right back outside. Take the kids to I practice eat, and come I, back and prep, bro. I realized I didn't even eat lunch, so I'm hungry. As, I'm hungry as hell. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, bro. 
Um, we just want to give a special shout out to Nikki Guest again for coming on. Salute. Um, you know, make sure y'all check her stuff out on Twitter and her other social media platforms. Uh, big thanks to the folks in the YouTube live chat, Facebook live chat. If you're watching on Twitter, thank you so much for watching as well. Um, don't forget, folks, just follow us on those social media platforms. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click the like button on the Facebook page. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at BarbershopSPOR2. You can also follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. And if you got questions or comments about the show, you can email us at BarbershopSportsTalk1 at gmail.com. So uh, another one in the books, bruh. Yes, Can't sir. wait for the next one, man. Y'all have a blessed week. We'll be back next week with another dope episode. Peace, one love. Peace.